0: All right, Ben, we should be uh, live at my end as well now, dude. Lovely, lovely, all working. How's that? I mean, crazy. First collaboration one, so sorry about the bad introduction which I've had over on yours. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, yeah, um, it's been a little while since I've done one of these as well, so it's been probably a little bit rusty, to be honest with you. Um, it's, It's been a... It's been a long few days as well, um, and today's been super long, so I wanted to do a lot more ca- sort of like, I wouldn't say research, but like kind of preparation as to what to ask you and all that sort of stuff, but unfortunately it's uh, it's fallen by the wayside with broken down vehicles and all sorts of other stuff going on today, so <laughs> <laughs> not the one. It's not the one, but we're here, it's sunny outside, it's uh, still light, it's 7 o'clock, living the dream. Yay! Living yeah. the dream. and just been to Starbucks Good to pick myself up too, so...
1: Good effort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know you're lagging when you're going to Starbucks at 6.30 at night to grab a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a caffeine top up. <laughs> man, needed it today. It's been brutal. It's been brutal. So, um, obviously, we're doing a collaboration. So, yeah. So, uh, this is going to be over on your Narcast.
1: It is, man, yeah. Okay. yeah it's a, this is a totally new one on me. I, I'm very green at like this, so join the club
0: dude <laughs> we're only uh eight episodes in on on the Hookit one to be honest with you um the plan was to try and like do one or well like bi-weekly so either one a week or minimum one every two weeks but that's kind of not been happening recently i've been well we all have been so busy at hook it that like it had to take a bit of a back step back step for a little bit but yeah we're getting there again now i've got loads of people planned um, and it's just been time obviously as you probably know with these things it might only be an hour an hour and a half or whatever but you know sorting people out make sure everyone's there at the right time and all that sort of stuff's kind of just not been falling into place so bit of a break our end
1: yeah it's just well it's just not as easy as people think is it you've got to first of all finding the time yeah um and we both work for ourselves and anybody who listens that is self-employed will know exactly the ideas of being able to fit in some time, fitting in some time to go up for on a get on your bike is hard enough,
0: <laughs> but um,
1: to do do extra extra things like this as well, it's it's not that easy. But no, we've managed.
0: Not. Yeah, we managed. You have got to manage, aren't you? You got to uh, you got to make it happen sometimes. Um, so yeah, I, like I say, it, as you know, with working for yourself, I mean, I feel like I've been doing twenty six hour days recently, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Hang on, one second. My phone's just gone crazy. I meant to turn this thing off. My fault. <laughs> How unprofessional. There we go. Done. People texting and calling <laughs> me already. Um. But yeah, there's literally not been enough time lately. It's been um, we've been planning. We do like an online trade show. Um, yeah,
1: I saw that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 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 different, and we did that the day before yesterday on Tuesday. Um, and that takes a lot of preparation. To be honest, building like the all, all the. The slides and the keynote, and then making sure everything's in place, making sure making sure we've got a bunch of dealers signed up for it and stuff like that and obviously, on Tuesday, everything just didn't go to plan um like things just kept going wrong all day. it was ridiculous, so we first up we had sorry i'm going to babble on a little bit here but yeah know i've got a vent <laughs> yeah two so right, first thing was um we had the company which owns the software screwed up all the times so instead of doing three sessions i had to do six because everybody was logging on an hour after what they should have um so i don't know how that happened they don't even know how it happened but we ended up an hour ahead of ourselves, um which i thought was really scary because the the first session was at nine thirty in the morning and i logged on and you know i got everything prepared and i'm like where is everybody? There's like four people in the whole session and there should have been oh, like shit. 30 or something. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? This is really weird. Um, and then, oh, someone sent me an email saying, um, it says that you're not online at like 10.35. So I was like, oh God, and I just jumped back on and just did a whole other one. Like it's like a presentation basically of all our products and yeah, like online like videos and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then secondly, what happened then? Oh, and then basically the keynote software they were having a problem with that at Citrix aside. So every time I pressed play on our keynote, it disappeared and just brought up a webcam video of me, which mm-hmm. isn't ideal. That's not what people want. Um, so that went wrong. Uh, I dropped my laptop off the holder as well. So that was a problem. Shit. And then my van broke down in the morning. So I should have been at work and had to do it from home. And Oh,
1: oh man. Anyway. I've, I've, got, I've got to ask you, though. Yeah. I, um, I've, I suppose you've been doing very much the same, but reading about Eurobikes just just happened yeah um and now now it's interbike mm-hmm. and from a lot of the a lot of the media side and I, now this isn't this doesn't necessarily translate to the dealers but from the media side especially now that Eurobikes just happened in the midway through interbike they're seeming a bit burnt out of <laughs> just yeah. kind of wandering around huge trade halls so yeah. is is doing it this way is this actually the smarter way to go well
0: i hope so um we're I'm not going to blow our own trumpet too much, but we're actually the first company to ever do an online trade show in the bike industry. I believe from no one else has ever heard of it the The main issue has been getting dealers to understand what it actually is, yeah, a lot of dealers are still i want' not say old school but they don't really understand the whole webinar software and stuff like that, which is totally fine so the, we've done it twice now, and this year we increased by fifty percent what we did last year, uh, Sweet. Sorry, at the beginning of the year so. Like you say, it's the main problem that, that you usually get from dealers when I speak to them is a lot of dealers don't like shutting the shop, for one. Yeah. B, they don't like driving to the middle of nowhere or a long way from where they're actually based to go see stuff. Yeah. C, they've usually seen it online anyway because that's what the internet's for. Um, And it's just a nice way of just catching up with people. I mean, the other side of that is that I look after the sales side at Hookit. Um, and we have a network of dealers, and it's impossible to see all those dealers as much as I'd like to. So it's just a nice way for people just to jump online. They might even learn something. We have a lot of, like, some of the chain stores use it for, like, staff um, staff training, so they'll yeah. get some of the staff involved, and they'll kind of learn little bits about products which maybe they didn't know, and then we just slap them with a bit of a special offer right at the end. So, yes, what you said is, Pretty much what we're aiming for is that it yeah. is a bit of a chore for dealers. People are a little bit burnt out, I think, especially this time of year, summer's over and stuff like that, but then it's the busiest time of the year. It's when bike launches are happening and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, um,
1: that, that's,
0: kind we- of the, that's kind of the idea, but it's hopefully just going to keep building from what we've got so far.
1: When you were saying about the, the staff training part as well, though, um, what else is, is it been dealer day at NEC today? Yes, today
0: is yeah. apparently dealer day. Um, yeah, so it's from, apparently, but yeah, it's pretty much general public as well. So
1: as, as far as staff training goes, it, you can't. I, I, I mean, I used to be in a situation where I had staff in a bike shop, and you can't shut up. You just can't. Yeah. You can't close all day. No. Take every take everyone with you to get product knowledge.
0: That's it. Um, exactly.
1: Obviously, that's that, that's valuable because then that gets passed on to the, the the customer. Yeah. And especially, and a lot of customers come in and they're like, "Well, what's the difference between this and this?" And shit, you don't want your staff just going, "Oh, I don't know. One's one's red, one's blue." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you, definitely. And um, so this kind of thing's perfect. Surely, surely, yeah. it's future.
0: <laughs> hopefully it is. <laughs> I mean, like I say, it's still that the dealers that have done it and have got involved have really enjoyed it. Um, we do three sessions throughout the day, so we do a morning, well technically it should have been 9.30 but it ended up being 9.30 and 10.30, then we should have done a 1 o'clock but we we actually did a 1 and a 2, and then it should have been 7.30 at night but we actually did a 7.30 and an 8.30, so (laughs) six sessions throughout the day, Uh, it should have been three, Um, but yeah the evening ones were a right laugh, I mean that was just busy, like a lot of dealers in it, and a lot more banter. I think a lot of people usually have a glass of wine or a beer or two yeah. at dinner and just get on there just to give me some grief, which is cool, though, because <laughs> that's kind of how I like it. You know, it, yeah. it's a laid back thing. It's not meant to be all that serious. It, it's mainly for knowledge for people as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had a few dealers signed up under funny names. And every time a question popped up, I'd just laugh.
1: That's
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. But I like that, you know, it's better than being a corporate company. So.
1: Yeah, man, yeah. Oh, like, okay. Then I'm I'm gonna chuck in first question then.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. you you were you you were in the in the bike industry before you 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 set up Hookit and um, well, actually, from what I from what I know, it's it it's yourself and and others with Hookit, isn't yes, it? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. we um, all from we all from the 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 trade background, or or is it a mix of of trade and 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 riders or trade and mates, or, uh, or just
0: quite a, it's the whole story of how Hook It actually came around is quite strange. Um, but you know, when things just fall into place and it just happens quite organically, it kind of happened like that. So, cut a long story short because I could bore you with all the intricacies here, but <laughs> I, I had a company before Hook It, um, actually doing camper van conversions, which I hated in the end, uh, it was my own business, but I ended up getting out of that. I was already doing a little bit of work as like an agent for other companies like O'Neill. I did a little bit with Fly Distribution uh, under the brand, well, the name Hook It Products. Yeah. So once I got out of the camp van company, it happened very quick. I mean, no word of a lie, in two days, there was a business set up, another guy on board, and we'd already landed our first brand. It was insane. So anyway, so I kind of had the idea, I always wanted to have a distribution company, right from being a a child to be honest i used to look through magazines and i was always really interested in like marketing and where brands came from and you know i've worked in bike shops too so it's something that i always wanted to do i just never did it i kind of just got stuck doing something else for a little while yeah so kind of had this idea of starting hook it um i'd exchanged a few emails previously with cam zinc at census um and basically a friend of mine uh, at the time all um was living in canada so he'd taken a He'd quit his job here working for Polaris, which is a cycle clothing company. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd quit his job here and basically moved to Canada for a year just to clear his head, I think, and and just ride a bike. So dropped him a Facebook message and was like, look, I've got this idea. Um, You're in Whistler, perfect place. What do you think? And all basically, well, it so happened that all plan was to come back to England after he'd had a year messing around and riding his bike and start a distribution company. So hook it was kind of born over a facebook message and a bit of a hey how's it going i've not spoken to you for a little while what are you up to um so with all been in winning canada it is a perfect place to go out brand sourcing yeah so we kind of landed census uh over emails with Cam Zinc, a few skype sessions and stuff we got an order on the way um and then i went out riding one day um with a friend who introduced me to another with a friend of his who i didn't actually know at the time called mark and mark had his own brand called 35 bikes uh, which was a brake pad company and um, it was just getting going and not really found his feet with it yet or anything like that and we got chatting and I kind of told him what I was up to and he told me what he was up to um, and then Mark became a partner so it went from just been me to being three of us in the space of about I'd say a month and a half um, and then yeah we were up and running the three of us we kept, became a limited company obviously Um and yeah we got going so we brought 35 bikes which was mark's company into hook it um as like a house brand ollie stayed in canada for another four or five months um working from there in the evenings we'd skype every night we you know telling what we were up to here i hit the road doing the sales side of things um i had a lot of contacts from before from working in the bike industry for one industries so i hit all those guys and then Hook it was born, um, just like that. It's crazy.
1: Uh, 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 but that's do, that kind of. Does that kind of tell you that it, it's meant to be? Then, if it came together <laughs> so well, you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, it, don't
0: tell my missus that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I think yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, we do get on really well. I mean, it's been two and a half years now. The honeymoon period is kind of over. It's getting a lot more serious. Um, but we've built. I'd like to think again without blowing out blowing our own trumpet too much. We built a really reputable little distribution company. Uh we yeah. do things differently um than a lot of the other larger distributors and things seem to be going pretty damn good. Um touch wood. It keeps mm. going in the right direction but it's not through definitely not through lack of trying. <laughs> 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 so, I could
1: yeah, I could understand that. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs>
0: let's uh, let's just do the same for you though, as it's a
1: collab man. Right. Tell me a little All bit cool.
0: about yourself um and I want to know where NAR
1: bike park came from um uh, okay so i've uh, I've, <laughs> I've been i've been riding i've started off riding bmx where like, like eight, 81 right um and loved it and just was totally just that that was all i was interested in was was riding my bmx um but I grew up in a, a village on the, at the foot of the Pennines, so obviously village life—you've got farm tracks and stuff like that. And frankly, BMX is a shit on farm tracks. Great on, <laughs> great on the, the primary school schoolyard—they like the the, the, uh, the hard tarmac, right. but rubbish rubbish for everything else. Next thing you know, 1986 rolls round. Obviously, it's been burning away in in the states for a little while, yeah. and suddenly mountain bikes—they're all of all over the bloody TV. And oh shit! i have got to i to find a way of getting my hands on one of these. So my dad, bless him, he, he did the he did the classic dad thing, and, uh, and and managed to bag me one. But I think if I, it was a, it was a Muddy Fox Road Runner, right. and uh, it got a quality bike, tan tubing and everything. But I think it was like a 19 inch, and it was one, <laughs> one of those. Oh, you'll grow into it, soon. His
0: stepmother to get on the thing.
1: Yeah, the seat was slammed, and I, I still couldn't reach the floor. <laughs> but it was it was like yes, you can now now you can go over the farm tracks, and you can still do jumps, and all right, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And so from there, absolutely bitten. Just that that that's been my 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 whole outdoor interest is just mountain biking. Right. Um, so I grew up, uh, got into cars and, and, and girls and, and beer and what have you. Um, so stop stop riding as much. Uh, then ended up moving to Manchester. Uh, I lived in Manchester for for six years, um, and didn't I, I hardly rode at all. Right. Um, then we had we found out my wife was pregnant with my first daughter, and it was time to kind of move back home, back up to Cumbria. Um, and I, I I started my own business in the the building trade. Um, that was going really good until I, I had some quite big contracts, but until one of the, the directors of the, of a large company that I was, that I was subcontracting to, uh, he said, I'm going to be looking for a new job, son, just to give you the heads up. Right. And that, that, that scared the shit out of me. What, like, you well, mean, well,
0: like, to see was your inroad into all the, the big contracts. Is that what you mean?
1: No, he was just, he was, he was giving me the heads up that the bubble had burst basically. Right. Uh, and then next thing you know, the, the housing market just plummeted. Um, I, my, my business was, um, I, I, I went into brand spanking new houses like a fortnight after uh, people had just bought them and went through and fixed up problems, basically. Okay. So people stopped buying brand new houses. Therefore, there was no need for me, my, my company. And so I was like, right, shit, yeah, I need to find a new job as well. Um, I'd right at the time I'd just organised a trip to Kuala Lumpur, um. So I kind of, I, I it was like two weeks of, of of holiday, but I had a little bit of downtime. I just sat on the internet and and searched around. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to work for, I, do you know what? Fuck it, they're not listening. So I ended up going to work for a company <laughs> called Centre Parks. Um, <laughs> hope they're so, not listening. <laughs> um, we made it big time if they are. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Ben. <laughs> um, so, um, I ended up going to work for those guys as the cycle centre manager. Right. Now, um, there's 1,400 um, fully rigid seven-speed mountain bikes. Uh, and at the time, I think there was like 11 staff. And they needed servicing twice a week. And there was all the parts ordering and stuff that went with them. Um and it, it was—I was there for seven years, basically. I, 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 we did—we dealt with a lot of of customers.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, I got—I got to a point of—I'd I'd done it. I'd done it, put all the improvements in place that I could with it, and got it up and running, and everything was was running really well. To be fair. And, and I suppose my wife would say this as well to be fair there was absolutely no need to leave everything was tickety boo and I'd got it got it to a point where I could do the job standing on my head
0: yeah
1: but I was I, I was I was I was bored okay and 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 I don't know whether I don't know whether you find this in in the in the being self-employed as well a lot of it's to do with self-worth and yeah. and asking you that question asking yourself that question of can I do this can I make this happen yeah. and I decided, and also it was very very corporate. I, I had to go in and, and report to directors on profit and loss. Right, okay. Um I, and there was there was a lot of shirt and tie and I'm not really a shirt and tie guy. <laughs> um so I I just wanted out. Okay. And that just that happened to 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 tie in with um how's the nicest way to put this it happened it happened to tie in with with my kind of a little bit of a loss in faith in the in the the trail centres around my area. I'm 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 quite close to the ones that are in the lakes. Obviously, they're, they're the closest ones to me. Yeah. But I'm also only an hour's drive away from the Seven Stains as well.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: and bikes were getting. This was at the point of it was it was pre six fifty B, but at the point of moving from sort of the the, the one twenty trail bikes to to one forties coming in. Mm-hmm. and and, I, and I, I couldn't see the point he was like well the trails aren't changing what do we need better what, what do we need like midi da- like old school days? this is like a, a old school downhill bike at 140 what do we need it for
0: right <laughs>
1: um and I, and I was getting more and more kind of frustrated and and that was spilling over to to kind of pub conversations and i caught myself moaning for like the the fifth time that week about the, the tracks. Are, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's too easy. It's not challenging enough. And mm-hmm. and I just thought, hang on a second. If, if I was my mate, I would be saying, will you stop fucking worrying about this and either do something do about do it or shut. Sh-. <laughs> so that was, that was how now I was born. It was like, well, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you went all in. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of dove in with both feet. I was, I was, as usual right, you have you know. to
0: you have to all or nothing
1: yeah that's that's that, that has that has been a a, a reoccurring theme <laughs> Just
0: jump, jump right in <laughs> exactly
1: you have to so, so yeah
0: you bought some woodland is that right
1: no i i i i've i've leased it right you leased it that's right okay sorry i've put it on a. a i've made sure it was a long term i wanted to find somewhere that i could put on a long-term lease so i I I wanted a 20-year lease right and the whole idea was if i was going to go in this hard that this was the end game i I I i'm 40 take it for 20 years i knock it on the head at 60 and i'm done right so obviously trying to find a landowner that was comfy to to sign up for 20 years that was a bit of a a mission in itself
0: so did you just hit the road and try and find places or were you is, do you look online and
1: stuff like that? Or? My 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 tool for it was Google Earth.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of driving around to, to kind of scout places as well. But I also used Google Earth and to because a lot of these places, it was very difficult to find out which of the several farms around might own the land. Yeah. So I was looking for like farm tracks. Uh, and leading back to a farmhouse, and then I, I actually, I actually went out and went door knocking, um, and and sort of stood on landowners' doorsteps saying, "Uh, oh, I want to do skids and wheelies in your wood." <laughs> <laughs> so, and and I, I eventually, after like there was, I had thirteen on the go at one point. Wow! And and eventually, one of them said, "Yeah, okay then."
0: Right.
1: So, and that's how it. That's how it started.
0: Excellent. That's cool. So and at the minute how many tracks have you got running?
1: Uh there's uh six running at the moment cool. uh of a planned round thirty two by oh, the wow. by the end of by the end of putting them all in.
0: Ooh, what when you're sixty? <laughs> Put your spade yeah. down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck that. I need to be done way before that. I, I need to be like moved to a to a, like a, more of a managerial role <laughs> a that and get some staff in. <laughs>
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, one thing I'm pretty keen on knowing, though, to be fair, is like I know it's probably pretty hard, but like you were saying, you got like plans for down down the line and stuff in the future. Um, Are you looking at you know putting in like a shop and a cafe? Is is there room to do that? Yeah, yeah. Got a plan? Shop, cafe, bike hire, kind of thing.
1: Uh, No, I've 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 done. You've probably had enough of bike hire, right? (laughs) Yeah, I've done long enough in the in the bike hire game to to it's yeah it's just it isn't it isn't worth it and plus there's so many people actually already own the equipment yeah that it's 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 not like opening a bowling alley and and renting out bowling shoes how many people own bloody bowling shoes you know what i mean it's (laughs) it, it it's there's so many people actually own mountain bikes that it doesn't business model wise it doesn't make a lot of sense
0: right okay okay it's uh definitely on the up there's a lot of people buying mountain bikes now um it, it's rare that you don't bump into someone i go out for like family meals for example and you know you get that whole, oh blah, blah blah i just bought a mountain bike like, oh, right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly it's, it's, it's really It's obviously it's become a lot more accessible recently with the you, you only really need one bike now whereas before you probably needed two or three if you want to ride downhill yeah. or dirt jumps or whatever so it's definitely become a lot more accessible and hopefully that Brings more people to trail centres. That seems to be what's happening. Um, obviously, we work quite a lot with the guys at Bike Park Wales and Revolution yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Marco at Revolution just bought built a really nice shop, um, yeah. and it seems to be doing pretty good. Good turnout most weekends. Um, I think you know Bike Park Wales is a is a, is a different kind of thing to be honest with you. Yeah, it's
1: a kind of, it's a different beast, isn't it? Yeah. But The the one thing about Revs it, and and I long may this continue is if you're going to follow that kind of that kind of theory and that kind of attitude towards towards the biking, you're never going to fail. Revs yeah. is, is, you know, a lot of respect for those guys. It's an yeah, sure. awesome place. Yeah,
0: we know um, Susha and the team over there quite, quite well now. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing a brilliant job. I think most trail centres in the UK seem to be, I'll be brutally honest with you, I don't visit them like that. Um, a lot of my trail centre visits are calling to see the shops. Yeah, um, and then yeah. making an excuse why I've not brought brought a bike with me, and then <laughs> getting out of there and getting home. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. um, there's a lot of that. Um, you know, spending days and days on the road. Last thing you sometimes want to do in the evening is ride a bike. If I'm honest, which is really bad, and um, I'm probably gonna get a bit of a rack for saying that. But hey, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, sometimes it's I just want to get home um, and wind down. Driving's tiring these days.
1: Yeah. Man. People on like, these roads. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Tra- setting traffic go, spend so I'll be, I bet you spend a lot of time setting traffic. Mm,
0: yeah, it's not the one. It is not the one. So Oh that's cool though. Good to hear though, man. Really good. I, I actually looked at a Google review today and it made me laugh. I don't know if you've seen any of your Google reviews.
1: I no, d I don't read read 'em. Well there's a classic
0: <laughs> no. on there, man. It needs to be it needs to be on your posters or something. And it said, it, I wrote it down, Google review, it said, the ongoing story of one man, a spade, and a lot of commitment. <laughs> How cool's <is> that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's,
1: that's rad. Uh, that's like, is that going to be, uh, should I write a book? That I think need you to... <laughs> need to. I think you need to. <laughs> Does anybody read anymore? Well, that's a stupid question. Of course they do, but.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. Funny. I don't. I don't think I'm the one to be writing a book. <laughs> Not at all me. either so, definitely not I'd be very short <laughs> with with all your with all your driving then is that what got yeah. you into into listening to podcasts
0: it actually is yeah funny you should say that now going right back to my business I had before uh, I used to convert camper vans we did a lot of motorsport stuff a lot of motocross speedway that sort of thing I'm yeah. actually from a motocross background to be brutally honest Um, and the company that I had was actually based in Poland so once or twice a week, I would drive to Poland, which is roughly 26 hours non stop to our workshop where we were based. Um, and it can get quite boring, especially when yeah, you're yeah. just hammering the. Um, obviously, as you go through, you've got French, then German, then Polish radio. Um, they be- get progressively worse as you go along, I just usually found. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what got me into podcasts, to be honest. Um, I can't remember. I, honestly, I can't remember. How I found it, I think it just appeared on my phone as an app one day. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. I, you know, I, I wasn't all that sure what it was. Um, I used to really like listening to audio books, though, when I was driving. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what I, I think got me into it. And obviously started off with Rogan, um, a, a massive Joe Rogan fan these days, to be honest. Yeah, i sure, um, And the whole kind of, it's bad. I actually said this once in our office, and, and I got slayed for it. But the actual podcast thing, did it literally did kind of change my life because there was one episode, and it's going back a long time. It was a bit self-helpy, and it it actually like made me really think about what I was doing. You know, like, if you're never open to other people's thoughts or what they think of the world and what they think you should be doing to make you happy, you kind of just get lost in your own little bubble, and that's kind of what I did for a few years. I was just bobbling along, kind of not really that in tune with what I was doing and I was just doing it for the sake of doing it Um, and don't get me wrong I mean like financially we were doing pretty good but there's a lot more to life than just being financially stable I say stable just making a lot of money
1: Um,
0: and it made me realize that although all this stuff was happening I wasn't happy at all I was away from home you know all week to come home for the weekend to then drive back again to you know just basically live out of a bag, so it was a constant trip between England, Poland Sweden, and Norway um a huge driving triangle usually, and there was just this one episode and it made me just actually start thinking and I was like, you know what I h- hate this <laughs> like I really <laughs> really hate it, and it's not what I should be doing like I've just I'm just a bit lost and I've just got stuck in a bit of a rut so that's kind of what got me more into podcasts. It was like, all right, I just keep listening to these. And then the more I listen, the more it's like, oh, you know, different ways of looking at things, life and all that sort of stuff. I don't want really to get too deep, but, um, but yeah, it just kind of opened my eyes. So that's kind of how I got into podcasting. And then probably like yourself, I kind of figured I've got a bit of spare time. Um, I've got a lot of friends which are kind of involved in the mountain bike world. Um, a lot of them, a lot of people would like to hear things from, um, yeah. And that's kind of what made me start a podcast. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a shot. Um, it'll be a laugh more than anything. You know, I try not to take things too seriously anyway. Um, and at the end of the day, you just sat chatting to your friend over Skype yeah. and just recording yeah. it. Um, so that's kind of got what, me, what got me into doing this, really.
1: Yeah, it, It's got to be, is it like at least for five minutes every third episode... Or, or every every third every every third episode or so, yeah. Rogan will say everybody should do this. It's free. Yeah. Why Why isn't everybody doing it?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to agree with that now.
1: Yeah, right. Go on then. All right. Yeah. It, why not? We'll just give
0: it a <laughs> shot. What's the worst that can happen? People yeah. will think you're an idiot, but just don't listen again. I'm yeah. really not that forced.
1: <laughs> no. No, the thing with these things, though, you're not you're not putting a gun to anybody's head to listen. No, they've got to, not they've not got to actually make an effort to go and download it or find it and. It's, you don't have to. Yeah. Like so it. It. fuck off. Okay. It's crazy
0: because, like, our podcast, it's kind of organically grown. We've never put anything into it or any I mean, obviously, apart from effort but and, and using our social media channels. But then, after the first one, which we did with Sai uh, from Kotick, who, again, is a good friend of mine and everyone else at the company, people really liked it and kind of heard a different side of Kotick and, you know, get to know Sai and what he's about and yeah. the ethics and stuff. And then people started asking, oh, when's the next one? And it was like, oh, right i didn't really think that far down the line like who else can i call on it's like right you know do this and do that and you know um i've got like side pattern involved from the bds and all sorts of people I've just kind of yeah i've got a long list of people i want to sit and chat to but it has just just been time and i've got some some other ideas We're doing some some stuff with shops as well and doing a bit of a kind of like shop talk episode where we sit down and chat bike shop stuff um, yeah uh, you know i'm not huge kind of um expert when it comes down to racing so that's kind of a hard one to sit and chat to people about i mean i watch it and i'm interested but there's some people out there that are super geeks on racing and i don't want to just come across as like a bit of a douchebag on here yeah I and know people are like mean, oh yeah. man what are you talking about you don't know anything kind of thing so <laughs> so i just kind of stick to what i know which is chatting to people who i know and yeah people that other people might find interesting i guess
1: so um what was our the, the the Joe Rogan thing just going on yeah. from there because because it, it's happened. I'll hold my hands up. It's happened to me, right? And yeah. I, and the, and it was a it was a side product of it. Have you caught yourself looking at UFC stuff on on YouTube?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but you know what? I listened to. I, I'm a big fan of Rogan, and obviously he talks a lot about UFC. Um, in fact, some episodes will be three and a half hours of talking about UFC. <laughs> um and i'm a big fighter in the kid fan as well yeah i don't know if have heard of those guys but brian callen yeah. and uh brendan sharp and pretty much that is all about ufc but i just like the banter and you know uh all that sort of stuff
1: so well, brian callen's a funny guy he's
0: hilarious that dude so I, it's weird because I, i've got a few friends that are really into ufc and i, I kind of know a lot about it but i never watch it because i listen <laughs> to stuff about it all the time and they'll just be chatting <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah blah's blah, fighting next, isn't he? And he's got this epic like wheel kick, and they're yeah. like, "What? <laughs> like, oh yeah, he was on an episode of a podcast a few years ago. I remember it. You know. Um, so yeah, UFC is a funny one. I, I don't have BT sports so I don't really watch it as much. No, as I should.
1: Me, me neither. I, I don't. I'd but, like, to be honest with you, I don't watch TV. But no, I don't if, watch
0: it all that much. If,
1: if somebody, if somebody's like on. on if somebody talks about something being epic or an amazing fight i will i will find myself looking at for the highlights on youtube
0: i was like really excited for the cm punk fight for some reason and like i shouldn't be because i'm not a wrestling fan and i'm not really a ufc fan but the whole hype around it that months they were talking about cm punk's debut and i found myself up uh watching it like on a live stream that i'd found on the internet and yeah, I kind of thought that to myself. I was like, "What am I doing? Like, I'm not even really into it." And I'm sat here like fully geeked just, out about CM Punk. I've and then after in one minute and twenty six, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh that's my my UFC experience, to be honest. But it's amazing how how much a podcast can open your mind up to things. It really is. It's especially when you're spending a lot of time on your own, kind of driving, and probably like yourself in the woods. Yeah, you're yeah. a lot more in touch with your thoughts and. Things kind of come and stick with you a little bit more. I feel that it does for me anyway. I'll just be driving along and just, just like blown away by what people are talking about a lot of the time, and it can be something really random, like I don't know, crossbows or something or whatever it is yeah. that he shoots. So,
1: I've I mean, I've got to be honest. It, the, the, although it sounds very romantic, the the thing that I do it a, a lot of time it is literally digging shit with a shovel. Really. Um, so, have you got it,
0: machinery then, or are you pretty? Um, hands-on as in physically hands-on
1: it's mainly mainly hands-on i do bring in machinery from time to time just on on jobs where i don't have where i I kind of don't have any choice right um but the yeah the main of it is there's literally hand tools and you know when you've got however many yeah you've got how many cubic tons to to cubic meters of dirt to to move yeah and it's, yeah it's cool you're out, out in the woods you're doing outdoor man stuff for, for like that's great for half an hour and then he's like oh I've, I've still got loads left to do and I'm a bit bored <laughs> now so so sticking a sticking a podcast in your ears is, is, is perfect and you and you don't actually notice the time going no
0: no definitely no. next
1: I, you know you're done and you, it's all good
0: I kind of jump in the van now like awesome it's a three hour drive that's brilliant like I don't mind it at all yeah. um, obviously you get a little bit uncomfortable at some points but it's like, all right, three hours. I might as well. The thing is, as well, it's about like using that time. For me, it's about using that time, f- like, for good, rather than just sat listening to radio, which is usually a load of rubbish. Um, yeah. Just listening to Nick Grimshaw and stuff like that. It just doesn't appeal to me at all. I'd rather to rather learn stuff. Yeah. Um, and I listen to a lot of business stuff as well. To be honest, I try. I've kind of got got a lot more into that these days. Um, which can be quite boring, but hey, it's it, you, you might pick up one thing in in a week, which is like, oh, I should really try that or whatever. Yeah. Um, but any, I'm I'm keen to know, right? Day to day, then. So, what is it you, you get up to? So, is is NAR seven days a week, or you got?
1: Oh uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Seven days. Yeah, uh, s- seven days. Uh, eight on average, somewhere between seventy eight and eighty six hours a week. Um, right, okay. It's it, it's full on, full time.
0: It sounds it. So you're uh, open seven days a week. So people can, if you're listening, people can.
1: Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not open. Unfortunately. Oh, right. Okay. Seven days a week. That's that's the aim. Right. The aim to be open seven days a week. Um, I'm just about to to get ready to open. I'm open currently weekends. Yep. And I'm just about to get ready to open Mondays and Fridays as well. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, the seven the seven days is the aim. But awesome. it's the, the people maybe don't don't understand that there's as well as as well as creating new tracks there's all the the maintenance that goes with it as well I I don't I I am the first to moan about tracks being beat to shit
0: yeah
1: um so again I can't I'm, I can't really be the one who just doesn't bother to to do anything about it and and watch these things happen
0: so did the pmba um, do a lot of damage because there was a lot of riders
1: <laughs> yeah it it was like uh well do you know what? It it, it pissed down on the, the Saturday before the right. Sunday and that, that wasn't great timing weather wise mm-hmm. uh but it was quite warm on the Sunday so things started to tack up a little bit which which helped. Okay. So every track got like around a thousand runs down at each. They did three times on okay. on every track. So what what actually happened was a lot of the a lot of the places where Roots were kind of exposed. They really came out and stood to the surface. A lot of the places where it was starting to get some ruts in the corners, they really, really got deepened in. And I and I walked the the tracks afterwards and looked at them and was like, "Man, this is great, yeah, brilliant." There's every everything you know. But I want roots and stuff to come out and um and ruts are great fun. And the the as far as repairs go, it it was to lips and landings really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it that wasn't too bad at all. Stuff. stuff
0: kind of naturally do its thing, I guess. Yeah,
1: totally, yeah. yeah
0: definitely. That's cool. So, right. <laughs> My friend actually won that event, James Swindon.
1: Yeah, and he was he was absolutely moving.
0: <laughs> he's, uh, he's just drunk on. I've just uh, yeah, been with him this evening. Crack. That's where I've been before, catching up with you, with James. We train together most evenings. So we we hit the gym, and then we uh, usually go run some sprints as well, up some hills and stuff like that. So, um. He's a bit of a monster, is James, definitely. He's oh, He's got a yeah. good reputation around this way, that's for sure. He's so, uh, been a bit he, of a monster.
1: He's, he's definitely a root eater. He, yeah. He, he just, no, no, no slow just the bike and goes for it. So, yeah, no fair play to him. He was quick.
0: Yeah, he rides good. He does ride really good. He's a nice lad as well, bless him, our James. One of our favourite sponsored riders. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, so, like, Kind of, we kind of touched on plans for the future a little bit, but I ha- like, kind of, what's your time span for getting some more tracks in there? Then Is it does it take? Um, um, obviously, it takes a lot of effort. Um, but are you trying to vary them up a little bit? Is there some downhill stuff, some en- enduro? That's the buzzword, enduro uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the the. I suppose the 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 easiest thing to clear up out of that is no, there's not going to be any enduro stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The next two tracks that I've got planned, and the one that I've just just done the, the, the line marking spray painting for today, um, they're taking where we're at now and and just going up another notch. That's kind of like the whole right. the whole thing of the, the park is. It, we started we st- the first track, Magic Bus, has no features on at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's just unsurfaced routes and turns, and and then it steps up gradually, little by little. Um to where we're at the moment there's a a, a track that has a, has a a hipped gap jump um and then there's like a, a another another kicker to a hip. And that one is the gap jumps log to log is twelve foot. So the one that I've just scoped out today, that's moving things up to sort of 18, 20 feet. Right. Um and just gradually going upwards and upwards from there. So having having watched 90 to 95 percent of the field in the enduro race ride round every feature at <laughs> uh, every opportunity. It, no, it's I, I can't really say that it's it's in, enduro style right. and 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 downhill style is that's how that's really difficult to categorise now, isn't it? With like so many 160 170 bikes around that. Yeah. Look at that rocky Rocky Mountain Slayer. Is that that's like 170 front and back and
0: yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's is a funny one. I think most people. Ride enduro or mountain bikes anyway I don't know it's a tra- it's a strange one I don't really know downhill's a funny a funny thing these days there's not there doesn't seem to be that many people getting into it because enduro and that kind of style of riding a little bit of maybe free ride as well has kind of come along i don't know i don't know. i don't well, i can't quite work downhill out these days
1: <laughs> it's well it's i think the top and bottom of it is is it, is it's so expensive to to get heavily involved in a downhill bike and then to just to know that you're you're pushing this on the flat, even yeah. you're not pedalling anywhere, and yeah. and that influences people people's decisions hard. Well, you've got to look look at things like um, oh, the names you skip, GMBN, and, and and people like that on mm-hmm. YouTube. Get they give out this, this I think really good information, and if you want if you you want to get into biking, though all the media at the moment are steering you towards well. Just this one bike will do yeah, it all. all one
0: bike will do everything.
1: Yeah, so it's really hard to persuade people to 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 jump in, even 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 like uh, even on like an aluminium two s or or something like that, which yeah. isn't that expensive for what it is. But it's hard to get people to jump into the 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 kind of two hundred mil side of the scale when really one sixty, especially in this country. Oh, it's
0: definitely 160
1: suffice. One sixty is great. It's very um, rare
0: now that I see like a full-fledged downhill bike in a bike shop. It's really, really, really rare. It but just I doesn't, w- doesn't happen. Um, I wonder
1: if they're, it's, that's because they're, they're, they've been tried and they're hard to sell.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And nine out of ten times, you'll have the wrong size, the wrong color um, yes. Yeah, so probably yeah, got so the best you, part of yeah. 30 grand sat on the shop floor. <laughs>
1: Ex- yeah, exactly. So what do you do? Go in really deep and stock small, medium and large and an XL as well and... Yeah. In in and in one in each color and all a one with the fox option one with the rock shocks option Mine up for it for your, your LBS you're looking at getting in deep there financially yeah, for something that might not sell yeah for
0: sure for
1: sure so do you get to ride quite a bit yourself then oh uh, I ride less than I used to <laughs> yeah, join the club <laughs> which, man <laughs> which, I, I did get out I got out this week right um but it had been it had been a few weeks prior to that and. Hopefully it won't be a few weeks again, but yeah, not not riding as much as I, as I used to. All
0: right. and is there like have you got like a team who helps you, like digging team or anything like that, or do you prefer just just to solo it?
1: I I'd, every now and again, I'll, I'll have some some volunteers come in and, and right. help me out. I I feel um, my wife probably has the be- the best take on this, but I feel very responsible for it. It's 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 my thing. I've I've created all this work, and it feels weird to say so can you lot help us then yeah. I, I've, I've made this decision to, to that all this stuff needs doing uh, so now you lot need to come and help us and I, and, I, and I don't know it's maybe just my personality but I can't I find it very difficult to, to kind of pass that burden on to other people so I tend to just crack on just do it yourself um, yeah yeah
0: I'm kind of like that if I'm honest with you um, it's always tough when when, when we kind of like hiring staff and stuff like that it, it's always it's always difficult I kind of like want to want to really know him first yeah <laughs> like really <laughs> really know him <laughs> um before we'll kind of offer them jobs and stuff like that I don't know it is weird I, I but I am like that so I can totally see where you're coming from with it once you once it's your thing it's like you don't really want to let it go um or have someone do it differently to you um and I know that I mean even to what with what I do having people on the road you know we've had other agents working for us and it's always in the back of your mind like oh, i hope they're kind of like how i like to be with customers and you know pleasant yeah and have fun and do you know what i mean it's, yeah, and it's, it's
1: of a, mind, a so. it's a it's a brand representation as well yeah. it's look the truth is it's people think it's easy but it's not it's bloody hard to to go out and, and make your mark and and establish a brand yeah and and get people to actually know what it is and what it's all about, and then you then you get kind of worried about that message being either altered or watered down or or becoming too coarse or acidic. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah, it's just right so. as it is. Please don't go in there and fuck it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah, no, you're right, hundred um, percent. Another thing I wanted to ask you as well is uh, you do a hell of a lot on social media with blogs, and and I mean you're pretty much on everything. I think you kind of like. Me in a way <laughs> with yeah. it. I wouldn't say we're on everything, but you definitely are. Have got a presence on every single social media outlet, and you seem to hit it pretty hard with the vlog stuff. So has that been a massive kind of like influence on the business? Do you get people coming to ride from that? Is it just good to keep in touch with people that way, or how are you finding it?
1: It, it, it honestly started off as um, as as me watching, before I even started doing this this business. Right. Uh, it started off as me watching. I don't as like I said. I don't watch TV, and I and I I, I got into YouTube, and then started actually watching quite a bit of YouTube, um, and then just through nothing more than bloody nosiness, found it really interesting to see all these these guys. are, are they're building a a, a BMX uh, a set of dirt jumps. Yeah, and uh, over over the course of six weeks, I watched uh, this vlog about these guys building these dirt jumps, and the last one was them with the actually put the shovels down, now they're on brooms and sweeping the jumps off and then they go and ride it. And I thought it was really interesting. And I was like, well, yeah, it's not that hard. You no. just hold the, hold the camera in front of you, tell them what's going on. But it has kind of developed into people saying, oh, I heard about you through somebody shared a, a vlog. And so it, as it, like, it I really need to be careful about not straining to sort of, the corporate mentality of this, but it has been <laughs> it has been a, a valuable business tool as well. Good.
0: No, it's, I don't think that's corporate at all. I mean, that's what these things are for. Um, same with us in, in some respect. That the social media aspect of it is something that when we started Hook It, I kind of, I don't want to give away too many secrets here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I kind of looked at what other distribution companies were doing and thought, they seem to be kind of missing out on social media. And we've had quite a few instances now where we do like, well, I try and do um, a lot of shout outs for dealers. So let's say you own a bike shop and you you order some joystick bars. I usually try and do like a bit of a, these are on the way to this shop, you know, go yeah. check them out, et cetera. And do something on Instagram if they put a cool photo up, that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's been a few insta- instances now, sorry, I've got a bit of a lisp sometimes, especially after a venti coffee. Um, <laughs> there's a, a few insta- instances where, you know dealers rang me and said oh thanks for putting that you know online we had a guy come pretty much straight in the shop he'd seen it on your instagram that we'd got these bars in and he's took them oh sweet like oh that's rad like that's kind of what i wanted to happen and as our social media following's kind of grown people are a bit more i think aware of where they can get our stuff from and stuff like that and it's just a good way of getting people hopefully into the local bike shops and asking for our stuff um and it's yeah like it's pretty much free. Um, and Yeah,
1: well, other than like valuable. three minutes, what does it cost?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's good though. I mean, your vlogs are cool. I've been watching them for a little while, to be honest. I've kept in touch. I kept watching them since you reached out a long time ago. I think it might have even been Periscope. I'm not sure. Yeah. I used yeah, to well, some, some random stuff on Periscope sometimes. Um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it was that anyway. I'm not too sure.
1: I, I haven't used time, Periscope but... for ages. What happened to that? Did it just die a death or... I actually used it the other day it?
0: by accident, um, so Twitter own it now. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Twitter owned it before actually. So now, if you go on Twitter and you do a live video, it goes straight onto Periscope as well. Um, so I used right. it the other day by accident because I thought I was doing a Twitter live video, but it turned out it was actually a Periscope one. Um, oh. But that was a bit of like a I did like a bit of an introduction to like the hook it like online trade show and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's still around and kicking. It. I don't think it's took off as well as what I expected it to, especially with there's like Facebook Live now and obviously Yeah. Yeah, that kind of jumps stories in stories and that sort of thing. So um but yeah the whole tech space is interesting. I really enjoy it because I didn't used to be into this sort of stuff at all. And I'm kinda the sort of person that I love to get away from my phone and all that stuff. Like I love it. I love the idea of I went on holiday recently. It was my first it was actually my first holiday since we started Hook It pretty much. <laughs> I may have had one. Um my first <laughs> week off there, anyway. <laughs> um and it was amazing just to get away from your phone and just really recharge your batteries but then the other side of it as I really like kind of seeing things grow and keeping in touch with people that way um, so it's all about finding that balance with it I think rather than it can can make you quite I don't know if it's anxious or what that you're constantly looking at your phone like oh has anything happened blah blah blah, blah, blah. but once you find that nice balance of just being able to turn it off at night and read a book or whatever you yeah. know wind down I think it's a pretty good it's a pretty good tool as long as you don't let it like overwhelm you and take over.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I have to be honest that I, I'm not that great. There's one, one aspect of it that I'm not very good at leaving alone. Um, they, I, I can, I can just say, screw it. I am. That's it. I'm done tonight. I've done all my stuff. I'm finished. Yeah. But the, um, so you, so obviously you have a, you have your own Facebook page. Um, so you'll have that orange flag icon on your phone. Yeah. And and if, if I get a question, like a message question, come through, I'll tend to answer it. Like you know, tend to midnight and stuff. I'll still, yeah, yeah,
0: sure.
1: I'll still answer it, and that's. But that's the only one I have. I, have, I do have a cut off point and a rule of. Yeah. I I ain't, I ain't touching this anymore unless somebody asks me a question. But then it's usually quite apologetic as well. I'm, I'm sorry for for messaging you yeah. and I, I end up I, a lot of the times i end up saying eh, don't worry man it's my job <laughs> this is, my, this is <laughs> there's, my job. There's
0: definitely two sides of that where i've had a lot of conversations with dealers one of which is a really really good friend of mine who's shop closed recently and his whole i will not say the whole business but the way people used to message him was always through facebook through his personal one too so he would be sat you know chilling with his kids or whatever at night watching a film and it'd be like bing Ping. Yeah. And at that point, I think there you need to be like, look, spending some time with my kids here. Yeah? They don't want to remember their dad has been constantly staring at a phone. Um, yeah. But then there's the other side of that where customers are probably just like, oh, that's really cool that he's replied to that at that time. I mean, and i think if you if you've got the ability to do it it's not a bad thing uh, especially if you're in your own business you know 9 to 5 is is out the window that they yeah. don't really <laughs> exist it, it's not a real you thing know, we, we, I, I exchange emails with customers at night like quite regularly you know that you'll message email something and it, you'll think oh they'll pick that up in the morning and then you get the message yeah. back and you're like what <laughs> you know it's 10 to 12 you should really be in bed or whatever and <laughs> um, i think it's just it's just society's just kind of changed that just doesn't it doesn't happen anymore you take your work with you it's in your phone all the time it's in your pocket you know yeah um but yeah trying to find a balance is pretty important i think um otherwise you become really really i don't know really just too into it you can become way too into your phone and stuff um
1: that's I I don't I don't think I've I don't think I've quite struck that balance yet. Yeah, um, yeah. and i I've, I would I would definitely say that my wife would agree that I've not struck right. the, the the work life balance at yeah, all. I don't it think, comes, I mean, though, it? I think
0: it comes with time. How long's uh, NAR been around now?
1: Um,
0: been
1: it, I've been open for like forty. I think it's I think is it twelve fourteen weeks. Right. Um, so but I've around. been I've been working on the the actual venue for the past year. Right. Uh, I've been working on the idea since twenty thirteen. Okay. So yeah. it's been full on for a long time now. Are you
0: aiming to be open all the way through winter too? Is that the plan? It, oh it yeah, she, like yeah.
1: Winter. Uh,
0: yeah. Weather. What's the word? I don't know what the word is. Weather. I don't know.
1: Resilient. Is yeah, it, let's suppose. use resilient. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I would never it, have
0: used that. So let's use it. <laughs> yeah. Weather resilient. <laughs> yeah. The
1: the the good. It's very it's very it's very sandy. It's like it's on a all on a big big area of uh, sandstone sandstone rock so it percolates down through rather than runs off apart from apart from one or two places but i you know that's maintenance you just got to keep on top of that that's that's
0: mountain biking it's part of it yeah but it's good that you can stay open though that's really cool
1: yeah and i I think people don't suddenly not want to ride the bikes anymore just because it's a little bit colder yeah you know that doesn't make any sense
0: part of being british and i think especially if you live in Sheffield we seem to get the brunt of it here for some reason what whenever i'm on the road right and i'll you know let's say i message my girlfriend in the afternoon like hey how's it going it's 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 uh, it's beautiful here you know i'm i'm in wherever um i don't know south wales and then she'll, i'll always get the message back like oh it's it's raining here <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like no matter where the- i am in the country Sheffield <laughs> seems to always get rain uh, especially in the peak district where i live it's, it's it seems to always be raining here so people are very resilient and we'll yeah. just continue riding anyway. At the end of the day, it's it's mountain biking, isn't it? Um, Too right. Yeah, that's cool though. So, have you got races planned as well, like any more? Yeah. I, I noticed. No. Okay. no, there, there,
1: there's, there's, there's been some talk, uh, but that's all it is at the moment. the 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 next thing that'll be happening for like a definite race wise and a definite series wise won't be until I get my dual slalom track put in. Okay. Um, wow. But I do, I do seriously want to get back into the old school dual slalom with, dual rules, with, yeah, with 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 features though, dual with 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 jumps. Okay. Um, have you
0: seen? Um, you may not have seen the Wednesday night jewel that they do in Sheffield. No. Um, it's the Ride Sheffield guy. So uh, a guy called Nick Hamilton, who is on one of my podcasts actually, he organises them, and they are amazing. I've only done a few. I'm not gonna lie, but basically it's uh it through winter in the evenings in a park in sheffield uh everyone takes lights and there's just a little local mates race jewel thing and it's it's so cool it's proper fun you know just with your mates just racing um and we did one at the weekend as well we had a a beer festival in sheffield uh which actually marco i work with organized and we did a jewel race there too but yeah just nice and simple just some pegs in the floor kind of thing yeah um yeah it's fun i love jewel i'm all over it. Let me know I, when it's happening. It'll be up.
1: Well, I really like the um, uh, the. I like. I really like the Crankworx style with the uh, what's it's dual speeding speed and style or something. style, yeah. Yeah. So I like I like the design of the tracks on those where there's there's, there's some nice tight turns, but there's also features to get over as well.
0: Yeah. Um. Of those massive bolt turns are pretty cool. They have in there.
1: Yeah. So I want to get. I want to get a a, a, a dual. Like, like a dual slalom track going down through. And uh, and we can start having a bit of kind of inter club racing and yeah. not not for anything other than a, a, just a bit of a laugh, nothing yeah. serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beer league. Yeah, man. And it, it, it's just it, It's all about dicking about on bikes in the woods at the end of the day, isn't it. That's yeah, it, it's definitely. nothing more serious than that. Definitely. So that that's that's where I'm that's where I'm heading with with definitive races. Right. As for any other PNBA, to be fair, they've not even finished the series yet it's it it's uh, the end of it is this weekend in Grisdale. Oh, right, so okay it's way way too early days for uh, for for organizing with them for next year because they've they're still deep in this year
0: It's really cool that they approached you though after only been open like you said twelve fourteen weeks that's awesome they they
1: they they approached me before they they originally approached me about fifteen months ago
0: oh right wow
1: uh so was the there was no, there wasn't any tracks in at all. I, right. I just, I kind of, I kind of walked one of the guys around the venue and said, oh, so I'm, I'm going to put this here and that there and, and this here. And they're like, cool. When can we race? <laughs> uh, oh, well, not, not now. <laughs> we, we might if have everyone to... brings a spade, maybe next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we might have to, we might have to wait a little bit. <laughs> Funny. Funny. Oh, Hey, listen, I tell you what I wanted to ask you. And I, I completely appreciate that you you might not be the man to ask, and I also appreciate that you might not be able to give the answers, even if you do know mm-hmm. what what's happened to Warnie. What? Who? Warnie? Yeah. What's happened to Vancouver? Oh,
0: Vancouver. Oh, right. I think yeah. Rob Warner. I was like, I don't know what's happened to him. Oh right <laughs> uh, he's
1: he's he's moved from Giant, hasn't he? He's gone to uh, he's got common oh,
0: uh, Honestly, I didn't even know. There's so much. There's so much stuff out lately. Well, all the time with mountain Bike, it's bloody hard to keep a track of, isn't it? Unless you troll it's, all the websites every single day, you get. It's left crazy behind. time,
1: isn't it? It's that, it's, nuts. it's that that time of the year when everyone's going to start doing contract negotiations and stuff. But yeah, yes, it, it, But I saw a I saw a, a photograph of um that it, it was obviously some, on one of the trail entrances yeah. that said sorry it's over and yeah. it looked. It looked like quite an official one.
0: I think I'm not really the best person for this because a few reasons. A, I kind of live the opposite side of Sheffield, so I'm like uh, the other side of the Peak District side. Fair Um, enough. But don't get me wrong, we're based over that side. That's where our office is and stuff. So um, Mark um, really knows the guys who were involved in that called Clay Spades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, In fact, we used to sponsor those guys. They're an amazing bunch of lads like oh yeah one day their their edits kick ass their edits kick ass they're they're a good bunch of guys um and the amount of work they've put into warncliffe is insane um it looked beautiful it did it was amazing but i know they did some again i'm probably going to butcher this because there's going to be people from sheffield listening that know the true story but as far as i'm aware they did some forestry work um like logging and stuff like that which damaged a bunch of the trails Oh. And okay. then I think some of the powers that be may have thought that some of the stuff was a little bit dangerous and oh, okay. maybe sab- I don't know if they sabotaged some stuff, knocked it down. I'm not entirely sure. Like I say, I don't really know the true story, if I'm honest with you. But I, I, I kinda know that Max and Rob have put and James and all that crew have put an amazing amount of effort in. Yeah. And well. to see anything get demolished is always a nightmare. I mean, we've had it with dirt jumps when I've been younger and stuff and you pretty much want to end it right there and then when you see all your hard work go down the pan but yeah i I, as far as i'm aware man they're still digging and they're still doing the thing in there it's just that some of the tracks have been kind of um destroyed i think (laughs)
1: It, it happens. It happens up here as well when they they, they come in and and obviously the part of their job is to look after the the Forestry Commission. It's part of it is to look after the the, the woodland yeah. of the UK, yeah. and they come in and do the the logging and stuff. And it's it it's very commonplace for for them to just drop the trees where they're going to drop mm. them, regardless yeah, of what's around, regardless of they're, what's
0: there. And it's, it's a shame. I mean, obviously everyone knows Warncliffe. It's iconic. It's amazing to have that so close to where we live um obviously with steve lives in the woods up there as well um and this i mean apart as well as the stuff that those guys have built there's endless amounts of trails in that place like there's endless it it, it really is there's so much riding up that way um but yeah i'm planning to get those guys on for a podcast actually at some point that'd be pretty oh, cool. Awesome, cool story. awesome um i'd really i actually really want to know what happened? Because I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, I wonder what actually has happened up there. But no doubt, people who are from Sheffield listening to this, going, "What an idiot!" As if you don't know, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: but, uh, hey, uh, I can't uh, keep that,
0: my hand uh, in everything, you know. I,
1: I only, I only ask just because of the, the, the quality of, of the work done, and obviously, yeah. that I am in the business of, I, I admire quality work, yeah, and, sure. and, I, and I, I want to give props to the Clay Spades guys for what they've done and and if they if they've not going to if they're not downhearted by this and they are going to crack on and do it continue all power to them yeah that's, i think that that's that whole
0: um way of riding that they have and stuff and the social media side of it and i mean they are all kind of ex semi maybe pro pro skateboarders so they've kind of brought a different vibe to mountain biking over there and I yeah it's and awesome. it's, it's so, it's so cool. it all seems
1: to be about fun
0: yeah all, 100% that. those guys are all about it um some of them and uh, rob and max i mean i knew rob and max a lot better than james to be honest um the other guy petty but rob and max kind of quit the job just so they could ride the bike every day kind of thing <laughs> get on we were that. helping them out with product and stuff like that it's amazing like coolest guys and everyone who used to go to those woods would be like oh i bumped into max and rob blah, blah blah they're running your stuff and all this so it's a bit of a shame we don't help them anymore that is what it is but um but yeah hopefully we can get them on a podcast and have a chat that'd be pretty cool
1: yeah, well, I'll certainly be listening to that because I want to I find out what's happened. Yeah, I, I, I was maybe I get a bit precious about these things, but I was kind of like, it should be a national treasure. Why you can't <laughs> <the> interfere <feeling> with
0: that? <laughs> Not allowed to touch it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I gotta love what those guys are doing. Still, they're still killing it. Like traveling around the Europe as well lately. I think just riding, um, yeah, and then coming back here and digging like champions all through winter. So, yeah, it's... that's what it's all about. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth so much more or do you think we're about there
1: I, I don't I, I've got no concept of time so <laughs> I don't know, I don't even know where we're at I usually
0: keep but ours around an hour and we're at like 105
1: right look now. at that do you know what that is a, that's a beautiful place we'll call it, it we'll call it 105 it's a beautiful Perfect. place
0: to be it's been cool Listen, though, chatting man where can people find out more about Nardo just hit us with some links
1: i honestly the 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 facebook page is the is the most the one that i keep on top of most okay. so it's it is literally now uh now bike park cumbria if you put that in face balls you'll will find it face balls. um yeah
0: go, if you're and, listening go check out some b- vlogs because they're pretty funny
1: it's, yeah it's just a stupid guy in the woods talking to a little black box <laughs> on a stick that it's not not a lot not much more complicated than that and what about you man uh, who can, yeah we're who,
0: pretty much on all the social media networks uh just peep us out hook it products uh, on facebook twitter instagram um trying i'm not really using snapchat so much anymore um but yeah they're the main ones really go check out our website if you want anything yeah the, just the mention hook, the podcast it and,
1: website's got a it, it, big big photos you can blow them up and see the good yeah good, yeah,
0: um, yeah we've got all that stuff on there so yeah um yeah if you're listening you know you know where to find us hopefully um, yeah and if you please if come and over Robin... and say hello we want to hear your feedback too on podcasts i love yeah. a bit of feedback if it's negative i don't care just let us have it
1: <laughs> uh i Hopefully i am just going to interject here i don't want anything negative don't don't upset me <laughs> <laughs> send it to david <laughs> no nah, man <Matt>, we've never <laughs> had anything like that honestly
0: some of the response i've had from doing these podcasts has been really overwhelming and every time i start i'm off by saying like genuinely thank you to every single person who sends a message saying when's the next podcast or really enjoyed the last one. We've had a few technical issues, but that's just part and parcel. Like I was learning how to do them. Um, and we did a live one actually with Nick and um, Nick uh, Hamilton and Adela Carter, um, which didn't really go to plan because we had like one microphone share between those two and, ugh. and then the one with Cy Pattern unfortunately didn't come out great either. So we've done eight episodes, I think now and, um, a few of them have been write-offs, but hey, we're getting there.
1: Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come right out there and be completely honest that before all of this started, I was emailing and messaging Dave. he goes go, what do you do? I don't know what to do. What do you have to do? I'll go download I this. Me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I've got no idea. Help me. <laughs>
0: nah, it's simple enough, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it's not so bad. It's all right it's, yeah. all
0: right. it's all right. Cool. Right, right, man.
1: It's uh, It's been great to chat to you, and thanks. thank you so much for your time.
0: Appreciate it, man. First collaboration. Hopefully there's another one too. Let's get some more done. We'll check in every now and again, can't we, and put them out? Too
1: right. Too right. Ooh. Too right. All right.
0: Good to well, speak to you, thanks everyone bud. out there for listening too. Appreciated.
1: Yeah, what are you doing? Why are you listening to us two rambling on in your ears? That's crazy. Oh, it's But thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have a good evening, buddy. Take care.
1: You too, man. See you later.
0: See you later, man. Peace. Bye.